such a pleasure to sit in this silence together. To sit with a practice community. And yet part of my job here is the guide on this particular retreat is to encourage us all to begin to remember that we're going home. And so we'll take, take some time to do some reflections about that and uh, and then we'll let's just take questions from the room I think I said at the beginning of this retreat that um, one of the things I love the most about this form of practice is that the instructions don't change on and off the cushion. The instructions don't change on retreat, off retreat. What does seem to change or what seems to be one of the main differences is uh, that there are different objects, different objects that we know. As we settle in silence and stillness on retreat, often the experiences that we are aware of become more subtle. We're more in the internal practice And because we, um, also because we have nothing else to do, it's easier to remember. It's easier to remember to be aware, to be curious about what's happening. And yet, as we've been really exploring, you know, the awareness can meet any experience. And hopefully, many of you have had that opportunity to see awareness meeting the experience of talking and listening. And maybe awareness meeting the kind of the forward momentum of the planning mind as it thinks about going home and as 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 one one of you said today the kind of wiggly little rearisings of me 
coming back in. That these are all experiences, they are all just arisings. We can be aware of anything. And the habit of non-mindfulness in, in particular senses of self, habits, patterns of mind emerges more strongly when we're not on retreat. When, when, uh, you know, when we're on retreat here, pretty much everywhere we turn, there's some reminder to pay attention. You know, especially when you've been practicing here, if you've been at this retreat center before, um, you know, then there, there can just be like every, every place is a, is a reminder of what we're doing. And that, that does develop over time. Um, actually, this just reminds me of, of something I um, kind of a, a taking the practice home kind of piece, but a different form uh, of doing self-retreat at home. Um, I did discover at one point I did a, I think I did a four or five week self-retreat at home. The first self-retreat I did at home was about a 10-day, uh, and I even noticed it after that. But after that longer one in particular, I noticed how it was as if my home had been christened as a monastery. I had been doing practice, intensive practice, in my living space. And something about that created the conditions for remembering practice more. That was lovely. And so when we go to retreat centers, you might notice that coming, coming here or going to other retreat centers you're familiar with. It's almost like just the arriving there brings that sense of, of continuity or brings a sense of practice. The reminder, the reminder. And so remembering, remembering is the hardest part of daily life practice. I'll just highlight some specific practices that I find useful and then Nisha will share some she finds useful. And um, probably my most The tool I use most in my daily life is highlighting or recognizing or um, kind of remembering that moment when mindfulness returns, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, to, to, to recognize and kind of connect. Ah, mindfulness is back. Whether I'm washing the dishes, doing laundry, driving, walking down the street, on the internet. The moment that mindfulness returns, oh, here's awareness. Awareness is back. And, and recognizing that moment, recognizing just that simple. What does it feel like for awareness to return? And doing that practice in daily life, it, you know, that moment happens a lot more than we give our minds credit for. 
it just often, especially in daily life, gets kind of submerged um, because as we become aware, it's like the mind is more attuned in daily life to being interested in um, the content of our lives and not the uh, the inner life, the the experience of mindfulness and how we are with that content. We're much less attuned to that in our daily lives. And so often because we're more attuned to content, you know, we, we may become a little bit aware. It's like mindfulness just begins to reemerge and then it gets submerged again because the content kind of takes over. And so for myself, just highlighting, recognizing that moment of remembering, that moment when of remembering mindfulness returning, um, the familiarity of with that, especially in daily life, you know, we get familiar with that on retreat to some extent, but, but in daily life, catching it, be, becoming familiar with it, in, in the midst of chaotic activity, in the midst of uh, having a conversation, in the midst of navigating busy traffic, in the midst of listening to something charged on the radio, there's the mindfulness. The catching it in those, that, f- in that, uh, in kind of the busyness of our lives uh, helps us to catch it more frequently. It helps us to recognize that it's happening more than we think. So this is the single practice I do the most. I don't actually... Most most of the time, I don't try to consciously um, maintain an effort towards continuity in daily life because the mind is engaged with many things in daily life and the effort towards, hmm, am I aware? What am I aware of? That, That kind of staying in touch with that effort to be mindful. For, for many, many people I talk to practicing in daily life, so, mon- so many times the, the response is, you know, I don't have time to be mindful. And what they mean, I think, isn't that, um, you know, mindfulness can't happen, but that they are equating mindful with the doing of mindfulness, with picking it up as a practice you know, like carrying it around like a backpack and I'm going to do this. And to track and maintain that that sense of doing while engaged in other activities, it, it's, it's, it feels like a burden often. And so I, for myself, emphasize the moment of mindfulness returning and then the riding of that return. I mean, sometimes, and the more... The more I do this, the more when that mindfulness returns, it's there for a little while. And there is a burst of continuity of mindfulness. It may last a few seconds. It may last many minutes. And this this practice, I feel like has, it's like the, the little bursts of mindfulness, the little moments of remembering 
starting from just, you know, maybe a few times a day having that recollection to being so much, so much of the day having this thread of mindfulness available very close to the surface. And it is also helpful from time to time, in particular in activities where maybe there's not so much um, mental uh, work needed, doing some kind of chore, brushing your teeth, making your bed, um, washing dishes, even preparing a meal. I mean, the kind of work we're doing in the yogi jobs here you know, to to have that be kind of a, a, a time where it's like, okay, this is my yogi job, washing dishes, this is my yogi job. I'm going to just see if I can practice a little bit of continuity here, just as a, as a support for the continuity in daily life. When you have times in your day when the mind is not uh, engaged with something You know, I it was. Mm, I was thinking. I just got this couple of flashes. Um, remembering, um, I was a computer programmer for uh, quite a long time, and uh, you know, I couldn't. Th- the programming required quite a bit of mental effort. It was like a concentration practice in a way, holding in my mind all the pieces of the program, um, where various um, uh, functions were in the program and what I needed to change where to make a particular thing happen, holding that all in the mind. There was not the bandwidth for, am I aware? What am I aware of? And yet, what I did notice is that mindfulness could emerge in that. This this kind of mindfulness that we've been cultivating, the, the mindfulness, the continuity of mindfulness, where it's it, it over time becomes less effortful, that kind of mindfulness can arise anywhere. And so while it can be very challenging to practice doing mindfulness in certain activities or certain uh, things, there's there's no a barrier to mindfulness arising in anything, in any, uh, in any state. And yet the doing, again, the doing is, I, I, you know, just don't try to do that too much in my daily life. Of course, unless I'm meditating, you know, sitting down and doing formal meditation, then there there can be more of a engagement with that. But even even then, there's more and more. There's there's more of a. Um, it's not so much of a. Am I aware? What am I aware of? It's it's knowing that I'm aware. It's that already aware. And that lasts. And then it disappears. And then it's back. So that's one piece. Biggest piece for myself is 
cultivating that recognition of mindfulness returning. I did and have uh, at times used reminders around the house um, to help me remember mindfulness, putting big sign on my bathroom mirror, be mindful. Signs on the refrigerator, wisdom, signs on the phone, equanimity, (laughs) computer equanimity, phone truthfulness, that's what it was. I used the Pyramids list and the door was generosity, just reminding myself of wholesome qualities um, through my day and that you know, touched into the heart and also rem- r- reminded me of, of mindfulness. So that's one piece. Then, the, then another piece which we explored somewhat through this retreat is being curious about where the real mindfulness uh, rabbit holes are. Where does mindfulness just go down the drain? And when you notice that, you know, when you recognize that, yeah, every time I get on the freeway, it's gone. I am involved in, you know, being competitive about getting into the, into the flow of traffic, you know, whatever, whatever we do. You, if you begin to notice particular areas where mindfulness gets lost, then curiosity about those. Again, not, as we've been practicing here, not necessarily thinking, I'm going to make myself stay mindful. But be curious about what happens there. You get in the car, maybe as you're driving, you know, on the quiet streets, there's more, oh yeah, actually I can be present and and then, and then what happens, maybe as the car speeds up to merge on the freeway, what are, ooh, competitiveness or, or ten- 